podcast where two sisters try to develop and pitch a board game concept in under an hour. I'm Miriam. I'm Georgia. We're Big Crow Games, and you can find us at Big Crow Games on Twitter, or see some of our creations on our itch page at big-crow.itch.io. And today you can actually find us in Miriam's kitchen. We're in the same room. We prefer you didn't do that. Yeah, please don't find us in Miriam's kitchen. <laughs> Even if uh, George is not there when when you're listening to this, there's a good chance that I will be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, if this was my kitchen, I'd be in here a lot. I'm this is where the snacks woman. is. I tend not to leave the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. Confirmed, everybody. Absolute trad wife. <laughs> uh, um, and what is it this month? It's March? Yeah, I think this is the March episode. Um, or a March episode. And uh, we have uh, come together for one of our classic Crogen game jams. Let's get started. Georgia, what were your prompts this time? Okay, so this time for a mechanic, I wanted to do something where... I guess I've heard you call this like a point salad game, but I would like us to make a game where you score points in a variety of different ways. So there's not only one way to accrue victory points which i guess means a game with victory points as well yeah okay and what about a theme i didn't go too specific on a theme i had more of a feeling about a color scheme Uh, so i would quite like to make a game that's a bit kind of like black and neon a game with sort of like glow in the dark paint sort Mm -hmm. of um feel to it i wasn't really thinking of a cyber goth thing i was thinking more about uh not to out myself as a juggalo but like the dark carnival (laughs) um you know like a kind of ghost train like black velvet paintings things of that kind kind of like very kitschy ugly like bright pink and green and white on a black background Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i got a, a color scheme rather than a particular theme yeah i don't think i've seen many games that go in for that i think that would be quite fun I've actually thought before that the game Decorum, the like house decorating co-op puzzle game, mm. would be much cooler if instead of like a sort of like white Scandi house, you started with like a, a sort of old dark goth mansion, mm. and then you you add your your de- decor items. Um, and what about you? What mechanic were you thinking about? Uh, the mechanic I was thinking about was. Uh, reflexes, so the kind of game where you are trying to quickly respond to a trigger, either by like grabbing a thing or smacking your hand on the table or shouting something out. Okay, Um, Uh, so this is something that occurs in a game such as Snap. Yes. Um, And then my theme I thought of was Circus, which I think we can easily make a, a cool... Yeah, basically a a juggalo game <laughs> break out the fago lads it's finally happening <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> we could totally we could totally pitch this to the boys to what is it violent jane violent jane shaggy too dope yeah <laughs> the members of insane clown posse they'd go for it i get the, the southwest strangler <laughs> Detroit's finest. 
I want to be entirely clear that there is nothing ironic about my enjoyment of the insane clown posse. I think it, I... this isn't a Homestuck thing. I mean, it's not not a Homestuck thing. <laughs> but I... I am legitimately a little bit of an ICP fan. As long as you know that they're joking, it's good. You played me some of their stuff before, and yeah, I very much enjoyed it. I love like that kind of silly, uh, yeah. I, what I like, I like this in a lot of bands. This is a band with law. Mm, it's mm. not just like, yeah, we're a couple of guys and we do raps. It's like, no, we're insane clowns. <laughs> they, when clowns go, die, they go to a special place called Shangri-La. If you're bad, you go to the Dark Carnival. That's where, like, evildoers are punished. <laughs> they have, like, a, a their own afterlife mythology. <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah. It's very strong. Um... Okay, so so that's the kind of game that we are looking at. I feel like we can probably start the timer right away on this. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm happy page. to just start jamming. Let's just do it. Because I have some ideas right off the bat of kind of what I was thinking about based on combining all those elements. Okay, I have some ideas as well, but I want to hear yours first. Because when I thought about the two like separate ideas that I had like thought of, separately um the thing that came to mind was um spinning plates you know like Mm. it's a it's a reflexes thing as a a game mechanic it will be more about reflexes than it is about dexterity like a dexterity game is about being careful and and like not letting things fall or whatever and a reflexes game is just about being quick yes um so the thing that I was sort of imagining is like a three-ring circus. I was definitely imagining a three-ring circus. Game. And that there might be different things going on in the different rings. And maybe it's like in one ring you're dealing with a spinning top, in one ring you're dealing with like sand timers, and in another ring you're dealing with something else. Okay. Um, that's as far as I've gotten. But they like represent different acts and you're trying to... You're sort of literally juggling. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my, that's my idea. (laughs) Okay, so I definitely had, like, on my sort of vision board, there was definitely, like, a board that was like a three-ring circus. Mm. Um, I, so even though I knew when you text me that you had said a reflexes game, and you gave some examples like Jungle Speed and stuff, I couldn't help but think about the type of dexterity game that isn't necessarily about not letting things fall. Things like Flick 'em Up. I've not played Flicker Map. So th- these are games where you're trying to make like little trick shots with meeples. You know, you're trying mm. to like flick things across the table. Or I think I've seen ones where you have like a little catapult. Okay. And yes. stuff like that. <laughs> so I was imagining maybe one of the things having something like that. But I'm not sure that that's exactly in keeping with... Yeah. Um, I mean, interestingly, we did play um, a game the other night, me and Nat. At, uh, at Good Time Games called Flying Goblin and it okay, has a little yes. catapult where you're, you're flinging goblins I, into the castle. I think that might have been what I was thinking of. Um, and yes, that is a dexterity game but weirdly at the same time it's also not a reflexes game but it's about being quick because um, when one person has like finished flinging their goblins they say done and the other person only gets one shot. Which I found quite frustrating in my position because I'd got I'd bought myself a lot more goblins than Nat had, but she would obviously finish first, and then I would have 
I so I had very limited time to try and make my shots, so I couldn't line them up well. Interesting. Uh, uh, anyway, like bit of a tangent, but yeah, I think I'm on the same page. Like this could be a bit of a dexterity slash uh, reflexes game. I think the difficulty is making sure that like a reflexes game tends to be very simple so that at least conceptually everyone has kind of the same amount of shot at doing the thing. So a game that I have played relatively recently that I wouldn't necessarily think of as a reflexes game but absolutely is one now that you've sort of defined it for me is Anomia. Mm, Yeah. So that's like a word game and like it's quite you know you're it's very thinky, but mm. you're reacting to a trigger. Like, mm. you're looking for sort of matching icons. So I felt like that might be a question for us to start thinking about. Like, I'm totally on board with us having kind of like three rings, three ways of scoring points, three like different skills mm. that, you know, maybe sort of map onto a circus thing in some way, you know, uh, a one that has some kind of abstract analogy to a tightrope, one that has some kind of abstract analogy to lion taming, something like that. Mm. Um, and there could even be more than three, but just, like, you could have different... Yeah, yeah, you could do something with replayability or something. But, like, um, yeah, I want to know, like, what is the trigger that makes it happen? So what are players reacting to? Because you need something kind of random. Like, yeah. in a lot of games, you might be turning over cards and looking for a snap. That's, like, a very simple one. Mm. Um, we played um, Bananagrams mm. recently, which is, like, a speed scrabble thing, but there is a certain amount of just, like, someone sh- says something and you have to take an action. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Sh- should we think about what might trigger actions? Yeah. Well, I was... <laughs> um, I guess the... So, with... Oh, you've just had a thought? Yeah, this is something that's going to happen now we're podcasting in the same room. Okay. <laughs> if it involves dice, you could do like a roll-up thing. Okay, So like right. roll-up, roll-up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. So what if it's... You've got... Uh, what if the three different rings, or however many rings there are, I guess, now I'm thinking about it, each player is the ringmaster of a different section okay. and it's kind of like tending to that thing. I was kind of thinking about the reverse of this. I was kind of imagining like, you know, I mentioned a spinning top. I feel yeah. like that has the thing you were talking about where like when the spinning top stops, it's not random, but it will happen within a sort of mm. a range of, of times. You don't necessarily know, although you can keep your eye on it. I was, I was the scenario I was sort of imagining was like, what if we're like the health and safety team at the circus? Okay, and we need, and instead of there being like a physical reflex thing you need to do, you just need to shout out if you see that something is going to happen, and somebody else needs to respond to that. Okay, like so the the spinning top is spinning, and you see it's about to fall. Mm. But you can't intervene on it yourself because you're not in charge of that ring. Mm. I was making it sound kind of like a co-op reflexes game. (laughs) But um, yeah, I was sort of imagining something like that. Like maybe you you have one ring that you can operate in and one ring that you are watching. Okay. And so... 
So you could do a thing with colours then where maybe like the the sort of neon pink ring has a neon green border and the neon green ring has a neon blue border and so they mm. you know, you know what your sort of partner ring is, although you'd have to make that the ring uh, the rings I guess would have to be modular to meet with play accounts. Yeah. That's quite fun. So I think the difficulty with this is we can do a kind of point salad thing in the sense that maybe you can score some points for your like um yeah but it's tricky to keep score as you go because it's a very frantic yeah game. i'm not sure how i feel about that versus like uh, so a po- this wouldn't be point salad per se but like if you had sort of stashes of tokens that you could when something happens you can grab Mm. a token Mm. um so you're like watching for let's say a certain set of dice outcomes Mm. and when you see it you can like gather up those dice and cash them in for a token really quickly Mm. so let's imagine like three players rolling a certain number of dice in their own rings Mm -hmm. to try and pull off trapeze tricks okay yeah um and when you see uh like a set of so i guess there would be like trapeze trick tokens that had certain color scores or color patterns or something Mm. so you'd be watching your dice and your opponent's dice Mm. and the second that you saw a trick pulled off Mm -hmm. you could just point to it and grab the token and that be within one ring or between all (sighs) yeah that's what i'm somewhat on in two minds about i feel like in it, ha- it would have to happen within one ring, mm-hmm. but you don't have to be watching your own mm-hmm. ring necessarily. Maybe like one of the things that make it a point salad is that not everyone is rolling the acrobatics dice at the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Like, maybe there would be other things you would do that would make it more of a point salad. So you're having to like manage the thing you're doing, watch what someone else is doing. Mm. Okay, so there's three there's three types of thing, and one person is rolling dice to pull off the acrobatics trick, mm-hmm. but someone else could score that if they spot it before them. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think that would just tricky. people just focus on their own thing, wouldn't they? Yeah, and things might take different amounts of focus. And in theory, if you're if you're having to roll dice, you might just stop doing it if you're trying to focus on what other people are doing. Yeah, hmm. I feel like there's something there. Like, yeah. hmm. like I, I don't dislike the idea of rolling dice to pull off a trick mm. and scoring that trick when you get that roll. Mm. What would be a thing which can involve... So one reflexes game which kind of fits the template that you were just lining out but which isn't dice-based is set, which is a card game and it literally involves, like you lay out a grid of cards, everybody's watching those cards, and they're looking for cards that fulfil a certain uh, set of rules, but the rules are sort of, like, quite abstract. Like, every card has four different attributes, and you're looking for a set of three cards where every card either in each attribute is all the same or is all different. Okay. Um, That is not helping (laughs) explain it, but because it's not... a thing you can immediately see unless you've really got your brain tuned into that it's like quite a compelling reflex thing so is there some way we could have a sort of semi-automated 
like I was kind of imagining like sand timers, but maybe a sand timer that's got more randomness in it, like a kind of marble tumbler or something. Okay. Or, or something like that. I feel like I need this game to have clowns in it. Okay, sure. So <laughs> I, I need you to do something with that, <laughs> if that's okay. Um, hmm. So maybe we need to like, because we haven't been jamming too long. No. Maybe we need to like get into kind of like theme principles. Like what happens at the circus or at the carnival? Like what are some things that we want in there? I feel like acrobatics, clowns, maybe like... I know I mentioned lion taming before, but maybe not animal stuff. I feel like the circus doesn't need animals to be fun. <laughs> I think I could agree with that. Um, like, this kind of falls more on the clown side of things, but like juggling. And then there's different types of acrobatics. So there's trapeze tricks or tightrope walking. I feel like tightrope walking has a nice feeling to it in terms of the idea of a, a reflexes game. You know, like the tightrope walk is about to fall. Mm-hmm. And how do you kind of like prevent that and then if you do prevent that how do you score that yeah i feel like if we just came up with let's say we came up with a system that kind of one that modeled for trapeze tricks one that modeled for tightrope walking and one that modeled for juggling all things that need reflexes from the people that do them Mm -hmm. then we've got a point salad game that involves reflexes okay and scoring could be less like it could be based on, like, how it could be one of those proportional things where, like, the more juggling things you scored, the higher your score goes, if that makes sense. I'm not I'm not sure I understand. No. I've... I've started imagining a situation with the dice. I know that I'm taking us backwards. No, this is fine. I You were talking about, like, dice pools in each ring. Mm. And I was thinking... You wouldn't necessarily have to have everybody rolling at once. It could be like each player takes a turn where they take like one or two of the dice in their pool and re-roll them. But there are three different like types of set that players can be looking out for. And so it's a reflexes game in the sense that someone takes their turn. They change the whole dice pool of the whole game by rolling a couple of their things. And then everybody's looking out for... This would be different sets. This would be really nice with the color scheme mm-hmm. because you could have the players have different neon colored dice with black icons on them, or different black dice with neon colored icons on them. For mm-hmm. example, mm. I like that quite a lot. Now, the thing, the one of the reflexy things I was thinking of was that for point scoring, you could just have three types of token: mm-hmm. a sort of trapezoid one. Uh, a round one and a tightrope shaped one you know something better than that (laughs) fine Um, and so the second you see something you have to declare it and grab it and Mm -hmm. then you so you'd like declare grab the token prove Mm -hmm. that you had the the needed thing Mm -hmm. and then uh, and then score it so add it to your pile yeah so it would be how would it work because I feel like you'd be looking for either like sets of for the same or sets of... So for the same might be good for like tightrope walking. Like mm-hmm. No, tightrope walking would be like two pair. Okay. Or something like that, yeah. you know, like something perfectly balanced. Mm-hmm. Juggling would be all four different. Mm-hmm. 
but maybe they would have to be not just four different icons, but four different colours as well, or something like that. Ooh, tricky. Yeah, like, I guess. Tricky to spot. Yeah, tricky to spot. Um, I wonder if maybe it scales to the number of players. Mm-hmm. So the t- colours of dice scale, or the number of rings? I think the colours of dice would scale, because I think... Oh, I don't know, actually. Maybe not, because it, like I was imagining everyone having their own dice and picking them and re-rolling, but I guess mm-hmm. there's just a dice pool, and you can just pick and re-roll. Yes. In which case, you would have, yeah, just like lots of like black dice with different icons in different colours. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have, like, 36 dice or something like that. Like, a big number. Mm. Now, mm. yeah, what about the the rings? Because I've, I've gone back to sort of imagining just a big circle. Yeah, I know. That's... I've got, I've got there as well. Because, yes, yeah, so I was... Initially, I was imagining there would still be three rings. And I don't know whether the there would be, like, a single colour within each ring or something. But, like each player would only be able to re-roll things that were within their own ring. Like, I'm not sure whether there needs to be some kind of, like, restriction on how you roll. It could be sort of like, this isn't exactly dexterity-based, but, like, you just have an area, and if a dice comes into that area, you're allowed to re-roll it. Yeah, that's sort of, I was thinking something like that as well. Like, But then I think that could encourage very sort of, like small play you know people not trying to do stuff in the big space well i have seen like the uh existence of a kind of device for for this like a a thing you put in the center and it's like a dice roller and you put like a dice tower like it has separate like tunnels that come out okay yeah that's quite fun um, I like that because I think that could be a really nice component. It could totally be like striped on the side. Yeah, it'd be and... like a helter skelter kind mm. of thing. Yeah, it'd be like hexagonal or triangular, and yeah. So, is this? Are we making another sort of locked to three player game? Or, <laughs> um, yeah, hmm. I feel like you could make it sort of um, like you could make it work with multiple players with maybe having a reversible board so you mm. could have like a three ring circus or a two ring circus um so that it could play with two four so i guess you'd have a four ring circus that would play with two and four and a three ring circus that would play with three and possibly six mm-hmm. Um, and I think you could just sort of find a middle ground with five. Like, mm. if you had a hexagonal dice tower that randomised where they came out mm. in six directions, whether they're going six directions or three, they'll still likely end up, you know, pretty evenly divided across mm-hmm. a space. Yeah. I was wondering about maybe, like, I don't know, maybe some concentric rings coming out from there as well that do something to the dice. And said, oh, like, how far they travel out. Yeah, like, hmm. That might be too much. Yeah, at the moment, I guess we still haven't fully... We still haven't fully uh, nailed down, I guess. Well, okay, no. So what I'm imagining in in the three-player version, because I think... I think that's an easy version to imagine. 
is that there would be rings which count as like areas that are so does it kind of look like a clover leaf sort of yeah yeah or like a venn diagram and then there's the dice tower thing in the center yeah so that when somebody rolls they can take dice from their section and re-roll and re-roll each other to the central tower Now, Hmm. can you only make sets from your own area, or can you make sets from across the whole thing? Yeah. I was definitely imagining across the whole thing. I was definitely imagining across the whole thing as well, because otherwise the randomisation of the tower becomes a bit pointless. And then I wonder whether... Is there any sort of strategic reason to have that restriction placed on which dice you roll? Yeah, I'm not sure... That maybe we just scrap it. Hmm. It's just, but you want it to be a bit more because at the moment it does feel a little bit like looking at a lot of dice, hmm. and depending on how many there are, that potentially isn't like it doesn't quite have a kind of like zany fairground feel. No. Hmm. And so I like the dice tower, if nothing else, because I think it adds a little bit more character to something. That feels a bit kind of like dice rolly and mm. sort of county. Mm. Not not county per se, but like... Yeah, but it's not necessarily a reflexes game if you would only be responding to the dice in your own area. Because a reflexes game has competition. Yeah, you definitely have to be competing. I feel like there's the potential to do something where you really have like... Either you have a lot of different types of set to look out for. So like icon all the same, colour all different, mm-hmm. colour all the same, icon all different, everything different, two mm-hmm. pair, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so you could make it so that that's constantly shifting. Mm-hmm. So that maybe there's like, instead of tokens, there's like scoring cards mm-hmm. so like share. So, you know, maybe there's three visible at any one time, but there's a deck. Mm-hmm. And so you're trying to make a particular, or you're looking out for a particular thing, but it's always changing. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as someone grabs it, they grab that card, and maybe it's got a, a score on the reverse, or it's got a score right there on it. Yes. Cool. Where are the clowns? <laughs> Send in the clowns. <laughs> there ought to be clowns. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, where are the clowns? Um, what if the clowns... I feel like the clowns should add some kind of real, like, wild card element. Like, we've kind of got the basic idea of the game. So there's, like, visible objectives. You're rolling and re-rolling. There's, like, a set number of dice you can re-roll, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, to okay. try and achieve objectives. Right. I Hear... want the clowns to mess with it. Hear me out. I'm ready. There's clowns on the edge of every ring and they have kind of like a like a hungry hungry hippos like lever trigger yes their big feet are like a large area of the ring and if a dice dice lands there you can like hit your lever trigger to do like a re-roll that flips the dice up in the air <laughs> this is exactly what i was looking for so that's like an additional reflex where you're like, it's getting near my clown's foot. Bam! Oh my God, I'm absolutely peaking my audio. I'm sorry, you're going to have to do so much editing on this. 
<laughs> yeah, that's where it is. That's exactly what it is. So each ring just has one large clown that stands at the side waiting to kick. It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm obsessed. And I feel like I'm seeing it really like a kind of a cardboard cutout of a clown with a really like flat foot. Yeah. So it's like, you know in The Simpsons when Homer makes oh, God. that terrifying clown bed? <laughs> yep, I know that. It looks a bit like that. Not as terrifying. <laughs> Not three clowns could have sort of different names and personalities. Oh, I definitely. I guess they would have to like, cl- if we're going to do the reversible board... I don't think we have to do the reversible board. No, let's just make... I mean, it's Pro Jam. It doesn't need to be doable. Let's just make a silly three-player lock to three-player I feel like the, the the clowns would just clip... Like, so the, the board... The game obviously, like, ships flat in a box and the mm. clowns, like, kind of clip on the side. <laughs> You've got, like, these kind of fold-out, cardboard cut-out clowns mm. in, like, all sort of neon on black. Mm. Sort of... Uh, yeah. Okay. So then it's like you're watching out for sets in the in the full ring. Um, I guess our dice tower needs to be relatively short so you can always see the other areas yeah. of the ring. Um, and uh, could you... it? Mm. No, I was go- I was about to make a suggestion which is a little bit lame, like which is a there isn't a way of doing it that's good. But you know, in like Ludo or something like there'd be a dice roller where it's like you bop it. Mm-hmm. So it's in like a dome, and you bop it. <laughs> um, yes, I know. But, that, but I want the dice to be going all over the place, so the clowns can kick it. So that's that's not good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the dice tower. Either thing. it's a dice tower, or you kind of like. I don't know. You put them in like a cocktail shaker, and then like mm. <laughs> throw them across the ring because we've sort of decided there's no area limitation. No, there's no area limitation. So yeah, maybe it's just the... It's just for fun. What if instead of Mm re-rolling, you only get to use the clown feed? That's kind of what I'm wondering. (laughs) I think it's just that. (laughs) It's like looking for sets and using the clowns to... So you've kind of got like... I feel like it's got the clown's got to have a left and a right foot, so it's like a pinball. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so you're like using the clown feet to roll the dice, constantly re roll the dice, <laughs> and looking for sets. We, 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 yeah. And, and the, the things you're scoring are constantly changing. Because... Do you think the things you're scoring are constantly changing, or could we simplify it a bit given that the rest of the game is now. Okay, yeah, now the rest of the game is fun. I guess you're looking for like a perfect two pair for the tightrope. Mm hmm. All four different for the juggling. Mm-hmm. And what would be good for a trapeze? Uh, all like. All, yeah, all the same? Um, no, because yeah. all the same is kind of like a two pair. Maybe like matching colour. Yes. Okay, yeah, like. Four matching colour, same symbol or something? Yeah, for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like. Yeah. Something that kind of is not all somewhere something that's between all different and all the same yeah <laughs> um i mean we could we don't have to be limited to three types of thing we could have more than three types of thing but i think many more than three types and it gets a bit mm. chaotic yeah. and hard to remember 
Yeah. And I feel like it's chaotic enough anyway. Yeah. And when you've got those three things, it's like a nice balance of, you know, being able to look out for all three. And there's quite likely that there'll be one there at me one time. So do you, when you score, do you sort of grab the dice? So you like stack them up to show that you've got it. Mm. Um, do those dice don't get taken out of play or anything like that? No, I think you probably would just like put them together, be like, those are mine. Well, grab yeah. your token first, then, then yeah. The one, if you grab your token first, then there's the risk that it's going to get flipped by someone's big clown foot. Yeah, you might need to, there might need to be a shouting thing. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can only do, you can do like one flip. One, once everybody's done one flip, there's a kind of like an honor system. Like you do one flip, you wait to see if anybody's going to shout. You get you. Yeah. So you take it in turns to flip. You're not just constantly like bop, 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 bop. That's kind of what I was imagining to begin with, like a hungry, hungry hippos style thing, which does feel more fun. But I mean, if they're if you're looking out for things, then you yourself are going to benefit from a bit more, like well. Also, there could, there is an area of the game that is not reachable by the feet. Mm-hmm. So there is an area of dice that wouldn't be affected. Yes. So, like, I think there's actually a necessity to move dice out of that area. So what if there's, like, a sort of a flipping area? and a, The thing is that if you make a scoring area in the middle, like, those are the dice that you can use, it's going to be much harder to get something that no one else has noticed. So I feel like all the dice have to be yeah, and that a- makes available. That sort of makes the point of re-rolling more tangible. Like, yeah. the, I have these dice, then I don't see the thing I want, so I'm going to re-roll. Hmm. Possibly. But you can definitely grab at any time, right? Like, yes. I, go- I guess that there's sort of a... There's sort of an inbuilt solution to this, which is that... If you can see a set and it belongs to the central scoring area and your clown's feet and nothing else, yeah, then you, you can, can call, call that very that. safely. Yeah. So I don't think it, even if it's theoretically possible to score from other people's areas, like, and that could sometimes be disrupted by them flipping you still have a reasonable amount of opportunity to score. I guess it also still makes it a reflexes game, right? Like, hmm. if you see someone start to pick up dice, are you like, what if the dice is in my area? Flip, 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 flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, I don't, I don't necessarily think we need to include any hard rules for that. Just make it. It could be quite safely house rulable, couldn't it? Yeah. Like, you might even sort of want to think about, like, house rules if you're playing it with, like, drunk adults versus little kids. Mm. Stuff like that. How big is this game? Um, I've been imagining it bigger than Hungry Hungry Hippos. Yeah, I'm sort of imagining almost, like, three overlapping Hungry Hungry Hippos. Ooh, okay, quite big. I feel like you could make it fairly modular. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it needs a little... An edge. It needs like a barrier around the oh, outside yes. yeah, to I stop the with that. dice going everywhere, which I think you could make out of smaller clowns. Okay, sure. <laughs> or I, I mean, I guess you could just do sort of like a mystery science theatre style, like, you know, the back of the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I was ima- imagining almost just like the um, like the sidings. Of, yeah, on which a pitch would or be something. like stripy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It definitely has like an edge like that. I think we've it's half an hour, and I think we've kind, kind of, of nailed a really great game for the things we had. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to spend a ton of time on it if you don't want to. Um, so let's think a little bit more about what it looks like because I definitely am still seeing pretty much like black neon kind mm. of like slightly ghost train aesthetic like mm. a little bit sort of like house of mirrors the clowns definitely all quite different and distinct mm. like you know kind of a short squat one and one with big long arms are these like more like light-hearted kitty clowns or more like dark carnival clowns so the thing about me is that I think it's really sad when people are scared of clowns because clowns only want to make people happy. I mean, that's sort of part of the point of clowns, right? (laughs) Like, yeah, clowns inspire a lot of strange emotions. Um, So I don't want it to be, like, a scary clown game. Mm -hmm. I I want it to be more friendly, Mm. but just with, like, a little bit of a kind of, like, I guess an aesthetic edge to it. So we're not going, like, full insane clown posse, you know, like, skull paint and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they're a little bit... Not even as scary as Bart's clown bed. No. But, like, just a little bit, like, wacky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm imagining wacky clowns as well. I definitely want it to have the same kind of fun feeling as Hungry Hungry Hippos or something like that. Um, But just sort of, like... A little bit celebratory about like the sort of anarchic fun thing about a clown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the clowns. The, it definitely feels like almost the, the emotional vibe for me is like these clowns are being cheeky. Yeah, like they're they're kicking up the dice, and if they if this was a real performance you were watching, they would be like the cheeky clowns who keep like messing with things. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clowning is a it's a very complicated art form with a lot of history. Yeah. Uh so yeah. So the colours are pretty like kind of bright against dark, high contrast. Mm-hmm. I think you could even have some kind of like UV reacted UV reactive stuff in there. Mm, yeah. Like I, I mean I don't know what the point would be unless <laughs> you sold it with a UV light. <laughs> There's the uh, you've probably seen these. There's like sets of dice. Um, the cafe that I previously worked at, we had sets of these on the counter. They there's no numbers on them. You cannot see the numbers. They come with a tiny UV light, and they're like fifty two pounds each. These sets of dice. So it's just like just like make your dice rolling even slower for fifty two pounds. <laughs> I've never seen that, but I I feel like there must be some uses for it. Mm. It could be really good for, like... What could it be good for? Like, semi-public rolling, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what if we incorporate some dice where all the symbols on there are UV-reactive? Ooh, okay. (laughs) Expansion opportunity or something. Yeah, Yeah, that would be quite good. Mm. Like, the circus at night. (laughs) Or it's like... Okay, I'm sort of imagining like yeah, every die has like um some some UV reactive stuff on and there's kind of a um what are you know like at the beginning of a a really like 
um, spectacular show when the spotlights are all like moving around. You mm. could have like a, a moving movie spotlight <laughs> that's like. <laughs> okay, I mean, that would be quite the proprietary thing to include with your game, but I love it. Okay, Marilyn, what's this game called? Because at the moment, I sort of like roll up, roll up. Hmm. Except for that there's no, like, ringmaster character in this or anything. No. Hmm. Clown kicks with a K. I like for that. the clown, not for the kicks. That normally has a K. <laughs> Two, in fact. <laughs> um, yes. Circus. I don't know. Clown We're kicks. Gonna... Mm. We're gonna have to. You're gonna have to cut some of this thinking time. I know. <laughs> trim, I know. Too much thinking I'm, time. I suck at the t- the name thinking off. It either happens immediately or it's, it's so torturous. Yeah. Um. Uh, like something with like glow. Uh. Or like circus lights. What are some like other good circus words? Big top. Um. That would have been good if we made a game with a top. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that could be an expansion. Add a dreidel to it. Um, juggle dice. Um, I, mean, I, hmm. I don't want to lean too much into the kind of like crazy clowns. You know that uh, in March last year we made uh, Chaos Castle. Ah, right. So I feel like we've March done is a the month better, for madness. <laughs> yeah, we've done a better madness game this month, I think. Um, hmm. I something about clown paint. Cause, mm, mm. I don't dislike it, but it's. Mm. I mean, something with three ring, three ring chaos. Maybe or, just clown kicks, or. <laughs> mm. I feel like clown kicks might be it, and mm. then like roll up, roll up is more like the tagline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a little, little bit anticlimactic, but I like it. Yeah. What a funky game. Yeah, we really uh, we really went out there on we this one. Got 20 minutes on the clock. I don't think we I don't think we have to outstay our welcome on this one. We made we got the game together tight. Yeah. Like we just got it right first time. Yeah. Sorry everyone else. <laughs> so, we challenge ourselves twice a month to make a game in an hour, but sometimes it only takes 35 minutes. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, when it's a banger, that's what happens. That's, yeah, that's exactly it. Sometimes we have to, like, basically go back to square one. And sometimes it's like, oh, there it is. And basically, you just... I mean, this not that it needed saving, but, man, when you added those clown feet. <laughs> now, could we call it clown feet? <laughs> could uh, we call it, like, feats of acrobatics? <laughs> um, incredible feats. Lucky feet. Um, <laughs> wacky feet. I don't actually hate wacky feet. I quite like wacky feet. Okay, it's wacky feet. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, should we do the sum up? And then we've got like a little bit of plugging time and then I think it's sign-off time. Okay, sounds good. Shall I try and do the sum up? Go for it. Okay, so we set out to make a game that was themed around the circus with a kind of dark neon aesthetic. We wanted to do a game that used your reflexes and a game where you scored points by doing different things. And what we came up with is Wacky Feet, (laughs) which is a game themed around a three-ring circus where players are rolling dice in a middle shared area, but they can only roll dice by using a sort of pinball-style mechanic 
of flipping enormous clown feet <laughs> um, to try and make sets. So they're looking to create sets of either matching two pair, all one colour with all icons different, or everything different on the, the dice, which are black with lots of different icons and colours on the side. Uh, and you grab those, score points with tokens, uh, and that is how you win. How does the game end? Ooh, yeah, we didn't figure that out. Um, is it when someone has... Yeah, it's got to relate to a, a scoring thing, otherwise there's no clear. When a pile of tokens is depleted? There we go, that's the one. Okay, so when a pile of tokens is depleted, you then count up your tokens, scoring them all... Uh, and the winner is the person with the most points. This is a game with a kind of like dark carnival, black and neon aesthetic, but it is emphatically not a scary clown game. This is a fun clown game for people who like clowns. And if you don't like clowns, then what are you even doing here? (laughs) Is there anything I missed? Uh, No. This game is, I'm going to say it, it's elegant. (laughs) <laughs> that is a hell of a descriptor for what I'm imagining uh, yeah okay elegant in its simplicity <laughs> no, nailed it um, so yeah that that's wacky feet um, if, if you are one of the people who listens to us on audio did you know we do video episodes we do we have a YouTube channel um, which is Big Crow Backups. It's just called Big Crow Games. Big Crow Games. And you can check us out. And we do a little, like, sketch pad while we discuss. We usually have a guest. We do them once a month. I definitely think the video episodes do something quite different from the audio episodes. If you are an audio listener, then you have probably heard our video episodes. Because they go up on your podcatcher. But... I feel it really helps to have the ability to visualise what mm. we do. Um, I wouldn't say it's like riveting video content, but quite often when we're discussing something with like a, a visual component, it can really help us to think on the page. Georgia does the the sort of uh, note-taking and sketching, and she does a really great job of visualising some things, especially in terms of like a kind of graphic um, presence. I uh, mentioned our itch page at the top of the show and I have recently been working on actually publishing some things so I recently put up a thing that's like a sort of very simple society game about kind of inventing your own hand signals for communicating with your friends Um, check out our itch page at big-crow.itch.io if you want to see some wacky indie RPGs and other strange games that me and Georgia come up with. I'd also just really like to hear from our listener. Who are you? What are you doing out there? So maybe like, you know, message us on Twitter or something at Big Crow Games. We'd love to know what you get out of this podcast and what we could do to make it even more fun. We have a blast making it, but you know, Mm. there's two of us and one of you listeners. So you're really one third (laughs) of the equation. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the hypothetical listener never actually makes it to the end. I know, halfway through they're like, oh no. <laughs> oh, yeah, this, uh, my usual disclaimer, we do have more than one listener. Just not a lot more than one. <laughs> uh, so with that all being said, 
Uh, thank you once again for joining us, listener. We love uh, you, listener. Uh, and we will see you next time for more Crow Jam. Kaka! Yeah, you probably want to be like fairly close to your microphone. Microphone. Hey, microphone. <laughs> How's it, microphone? <laughs>